Good morning, dreamers. It is December 17th, 2023. This is episode 18 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. Coming to you live from Medford, Oregon. Had my second show of the weekend last night at Chadwig's Pub and Grill in Medford, Oregon. And just had the most incredible time. The audience was so great, so gracious, so attentive, so happy to be there. They they were just laughing. It, you know, it was just so easy just for me to relax and be free and express myself and just had so much fun. Was very interactive with the audience. I probably did half jokes, half interacting with the audience. There was a table right in front of me uh, with a family that was a family and it was the mother's birthday and her two kids and uh, her husband and one of uh, her uh, daughter's husbands was there. And so I talked a lot to them and I improvised a song for her because it was her birthday and incorporated all of the elements that we had learned about her um, and her family. So much fun. So many great uh, experiences. And uh, it's just it's just humbling. It is so humbling to be at the stage of my career to where, you know, I still have big ambitions. I'm still going for fame, uh, you know, at least enough fame to be a draw to where people are coming to comedy shows because they know I'm going to be there, which is not really the case where I'm at now, which is an interesting stage to be in. Because pretty much now, um, I get booked on comedy shows, but the comedy show itself is the draw. So like these gigs I did in Medford, they, they do them every week every weekend and they're booked shows and they just bring in whatever comedians they book for these shows and the audience, they just buy tickets because it's pretty much the only comedy going on in Medford, (laughs) Oregon at uh, any given weekend. And so it's a good brand. They trust the brand, but they aren't really coming for a specific headliner. So it's really interesting being in this situation to have people who don't really know what they're going to get. They just kind of show up because they're excited to see whatever comedian will be there. And then to be able to show up in that environment and to have a great experience and to have the audience come up to me afterwards and just be incredibly gracious, incredibly grateful, very complimentary, had people just so thrilled and blown away by how the show went and with my comedy which was just so humbling to have that experience and you know people who want to follow me on social media and when am I coming back and when can I see you again and why aren't you famous why aren't you global you know what you're not and I'll tell you for us dreamers for us artists I know especially for me you know as discouraging as this line of work can be it is really nice just to have a killer show and to have people come up and actually uh, you know kind of give a shit and appreciate you and express that and to be so complimentary so 
very, very grateful to the good people of Medford, Oregon, and um, everyone who was involved, the audience, and the feature did great. A uh, comic named uh, Kate uh, Carlson, I believe is her name. Uh, I should remember her last name. And the opener, uh, Nick Meyer, all, all were great, high quality. Everything across the board just went really, really well. And I'm now sort of in that post-show uh, decompression mode. I put a ton of energy into that show. I went pretty long. I was supposed to do about 45 minutes. I ended up doing about close to about uh, uh, about maybe 70, 80 minutes, I think. But they kept wanting more. I even asked them. I, after about 45 minutes, I, I told the host to light me at 45 minutes. And at 45 minutes, I kind of finished up my next bit. And I literally asked the audience, I'm just going, okay, well, you guys want more? Or who wants to go home? And everybody cheered that they wanted more. So I kept going, which was really awesome to just feel that they were having such a good time that they weren't ready to to call it a night after having had already been there for a good 90 minutes uh, with my set and the feature and the opener. And then I went probably another 20, 25 minutes after that. Super, super fun. So good to have these experiences and to feel like, okay, I'm not completely off my rocker in terms of am I funny am I entertaining do I at least have something here that is an indication that I'm not completely delusional in my capacity to entertain an audience as a comedian I think about this analogy a lot and I talked about this on previous podcasts sort of the uh the the spectrum of delusion versus going for your dreams and reality, right? It's like, I, you know, I have this dream. I think we all have dreams. And if those dreams are big enough, then they can seem delusional. Yet, anybody who's ever accomplished something great had that dream at one point and was probably told by everybody around them, that it's delusional and yeah, you know, don't quit the old day job, you know? And so I, I have to think about that. I do think about that a lot when it comes to this whole dream of mine to really be successful and reach a level of fame and fortune as a comedian that I can actually exist as a comedian and that I can be a draw at shows that people will pay to see me perform and that I am the draw, not just the show itself. And then I go, well, I mean, that's pretty big. There's not a lot of comedians who can do that in the world. And the ones who can, we know they can because you know who they are. They are that famous. And so, and then I think, okay, so is that delusional? Well, you know, if my dream was to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, at 42 years old, well, that's definitely delusional. There wouldn't be a single person on the planet who would go, go for your dreams, Paul. <laughs> never give up. Keep trying to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. Even though you've never played football, you've never played quarterback, you're 42 years old. What you're 
describing is, you know, Tom Brady didn't even throw a, a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl at 40. And eh, maybe he did. I think he retired. He, I wonder how old he was when he won with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So anyway, I'm pretty much saying I want to become Tom Brady now. Right? That's delusional. There, There is something so inconceivable. Um, so astronomically ridiculous if that was what my dream is. So then I think, well, I, I, I have a dream that's also pretty audacious. Um, and then I wonder, man, but, but is it the same amount of delusion? Am I just as delusional to think that I'll be able to, at my age, where I didn't blow up when I was young, I didn't blow up in my 20s like a lot of the like SNL actors do or a lot of comedians who get a big break early on, um, you know, get a big television show spot or whatever, you know, that usually happens in their early, late 20s, maybe early 30s is starting to kind of stretch it. Um, and that even doesn't really guarantee long-term success. There's been plenty of people who have gotten big breaks, sort of, and then it runs their course, whatever reason, they're not able to capitalize on it. So, how delusional am I? I don't know. It's a really difficult reality or a difficult question for me to grapple with on, on a regular basis because here I am, I'm still going for it and I don't really know what it is, quote unquote. I mean, I have an idea and I also, there's, there's no guarantee that I'm going to throw that quote unquote touchdown in the Super Bowl because there are plenty of people who that's actually far more probable you know, Kyler Murray probably also has a dream of throwing a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, and he was the number one draft pick and a Heisman winner, and he's on the Arizona Cardinals, and he's only gone to the playoffs once and got blown out by the Rams, then blew out his knee, and now, you know, the Cardinals are def are not going to make the playoffs this year, which means, you know, so, but Kyler Murray probably has a dream of throwing a touchdown pass in a Super Bowl, and he's actually in the correct league and arena and position to to even have that be a possibility. And yet it's still like a high probability it won't happen. I mean, every quarterback in the NFL right now, all 32 of them, plus however many more are on, you know, second string or injured right now, you know, they also have that dream. And there's going to be so many of them. So many quarterbacks who have spent their entire life dedicated to the game of football, survived injury, got through college, were good enough in college to get drafted in the NFL, and still, what, 1% of those quarterbacks? That would be interesting. If anybody's listening and can do a little fact check, how many NFL quarterbacks have there been? Total. I mean, anybody who can say, yes, I was in the NFL, they got drafted or they were an undrafted free agent and they were on an NFL team with the position of quarterback in the history of the league. And how many of those quarterbacks have thrown a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl? We're not even talking about winning it. We're just talking about threw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. You know. How many Super Bowls have there been? Like 50-something? What, around 55 or something like that? So let's just say 
55 teams, 100, so 110 teams, uh, 110 quarterbacks, although we know that's inaccurate because some quarterbacks have gone multiple years, like Tom Brady, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. They've all been multiple times. Patrick Mahomes, multiple times. So you whittle down that 110 to maybe like, I don't know, I'm totally guessing here, but probably less than 100. There's probably been less than 100 quarterbacks who have even played in the Super Bowl, little yet have thrown a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. And that's over 55 years with 32 teams and each of those 32 teams having, I mean, how many quarterbacks over the years? Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, maybe even tens of thousands. There's probably been 5,000 NFL quarterbacks. I don't know. I'm kind of diving down this mathematical, uh, statistical uh, rabbit hole here. But my point is, it's delusional. Definitely delusional for, for me to think that I could throw a Super Bowl pass. So then it comes to, well, how delusional am I in as a comedian? It's like, okay, well, kind of like my Kyler Murray. It's like, well, I'm at least in the league. I am a professional comedian. I am booking gigs. I'm getting paid. I'm headlining. I'm touring. I'm having experiences that are great. I'm getting incredible feedback from audiences and the people who get a chance to hear my comedy and work with me. So that's all great. So maybe I'm in the, uh, maybe I'm at least in the NFL of comedians, but I'm looking to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl of comedy. <laughs> this analogy is getting a little ridiculous, but I think you're all with me. And I don't know. I don't know how delusional that is. Is that going to happen or am I going to blow out a knee? Or have a bad defense? <laughs> I said I was going to drop the analogy and then I just dug down with the analogy. So so that's difficult to, to grapple with that reality versus delusion. And at the same time, it's going well. What's my other option? Could always quit. Could just always say, well, I'm never going to throw a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, so might as well quit. Or stay in the league as long as I can and see if uh, if the cards, if the odds are forever in my favor. So either way, I've got to just count the wins and and be grateful for what is a true reality. And the true reality is now I got booked at Chadwick's Pub and Grill in Medford, Oregon and had two shows there and just had the most incredible, connected, uh, high energy, um, so much fun on that stage and so much fun with these audiences. They were, they were just so great and so gracious and so supportive and, and, and they're so grateful. I mean, they, I think it's easy to take for granted sometimes, you know, especially when I lived in LA, cause you know, LA is so saturated with talent and celebrity that on any given night in LA, any given night in LA, there's probably five comedy clubs you could go to and see somebody you know, see somebody of some sort of celebrity status. And 
I, I feel like because it's so saturated that there's a, maybe a little bit of a taking for granted in LA of just how much comedic talent there is. And so getting out of the LA bubble and going to a small town in Oregon where they don't have 10 comedy clubs within a square mile and every single one of them is featuring a major celebrity or like New York City where it's like you can go to Greenwich Village and I went to Greenwich Village two or three months ago and just hopped into the comedy store or not the comedy store, the comedy cellar and Amy Schumer dropped in you know, only one of the probably top 10, 15 stand-up comics right now just dropped in on another show, um, a comic named Ryan Hamilton. He's not quite as famous as Amy Schumer, but has had a Netflix special and was on Conan and very successful, very funny comedian. And he was on one of the shows and it nobody really cared that Ryan Hamilton was there. And I'm like blown away that this comic who is incredibly funny and again has been on Netflix, you know, has reached certain accolades that I haven't reached. And he's in the comedy cellar and I don't feel like the New York audiences really knew who he was because probably again, outside of New York, he's huge, but in New York, you know, he's competing with Amy Schumer. I mean, it's really mind blowing. And so I feel these, these smaller towns, they have such an appreciation for any comedic talent who's willing to come into town and sling some jokes at them and try to make them laugh. And I definitely felt that and I feel that when I do these these types of shows. So again, thank you to everybody in Medford, Oregon, Chadwick's pub, bar and grill, and for giving me such an incredible weekend of performances. And, you know, I always try to end with a little motivational whatever. I don't think today's podcast was very motivational, but I, I I think, you know, what I'm really taking away from this is, yes, I have big dreams and ambitions. Yes, I want to throw that touchdown in a Super Bowl. However, I'm also so grateful that I at least get to be on the journey, that I at least am in the league and get to play the game. Because even that is probably a sense of delusion for maybe somebody else. And so... It's that continuum. It's that friction between being completely grateful and happy with today's reality while also having big dreams and goals and ambitions and seeking out those big dreams without apology and without hesitation while simultaneously being completely grateful to even be in the game no matter what the outcome is, no matter what happens. And that's where I'm always trying to live. I'm always trying to live in that space of gratitude for now and big dreams for the future. But never allowing my big dreams for the future to allow me to feel like this moment is any less. Because at the end of the day, this moment is all I have and that's all I'm promised. And so might as well make the most of it and be as grateful and happy in this moment and then whatever happens in the future, I'll be happy and grateful in that moment in the future. So that's the space I'm I'm trying to uh, to navigate and to live in. And hopefully I'm I'm doing okay. Feels like I'm doing okay.
So I love you all so much. I hope your lives are going well and that you are finding joy in your own journey, in your own pursuit of dreams, while not uh, allowing your pursuit of dreams to uh, create a sense of dissatisfaction for the current moment. So that is all for today, December 17th, 2023, episode 18 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all. Let's make it a great day.